Welcome to Where Will You Go, the FBC Tullahoma Missions podcast, where we ask our members and our listeners the simple question, where will you go as we seek to advance the gospel message of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God from here to the least reached peoples on planet Earth? Today in the pod, we have our very own Duck River Baptist Association Director of Missions, Mark Puckett. He's going to be talking to us about what's going on in the association and around the world. We hope you'll stick with us. Well, Mark, welcome to the pod. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself for those who may not know you and who you are and what you do? Well, not everybody knows what an association is in Baptist life, so I'll start there first. Uh, Associations among Baptist churches are uh, on a regional basis where churches cooperate in various ministries to do what one individual church might not be able to do on their own uh, to impact their area as well as beyond their area. So we're called the Duck River Baptist Association. We have 43 churches in Coffee, Franklin, and Grundy County here in southern Middle Tennessee. And I'm the director of the association, coordinate the ministry among those churches. So that's the hat that I wear. And um, before I was here, I was with North American Mission Board in Canada and before that, pastored in Nashville. I'm from Middle Tennessee, from Rutherford County, graduate graduate of Smyrna High School. Go Bulldogs! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm back on my home turf after spending some time in Canada. Okay, so we talked. You talked about associational missions, and you kind of serve the local churches. Many of them who may not be able uh, to to do mission projects on their own. They may not have the resources, capabilities. What what kind of local ministry, what kind of local missions do you have going on at Duck River? Well, we have a number of different ministries. Uh, in terms of missions specifically, uh, let me talk about uh, the big event that we have each year, and that is called the Jesus Tent at the Bonnaroo Music Festival in Manchester. Um, we have 80,000 people who literally come from every continent all around the world for this music festival. It's already sold out this year. It's going to be Labor Day weekend, Thursday through Sunday of Labor Day weekend. And uh, we have a tent that um, we have on the campgrounds at Bonnaroo. And during those four days, we will have over 10,000 people come through that tent. The Tennessee Baptist Convention has told us that that ministry is the largest evangelistic outreach in the state of Tennessee by anybody, any organization, any church, any church group, uh, anywhere across the state. Um, We've been doing this, uh, I think, either 16 or 17 years now, and um, it it is a great ministry. We um, have things to bless the Bonnaroovians with. We have uh, uh, juice and donuts and coffee in the mornings. We have uh, ice water and snacks throughout the day. Um, 
we have large fans and they can come under this tent and sit in front of a big fan and get cooled off from the summer heat. We have a 250 outlet charging station where people can come and, and charge their phones. What do people need more than water? A place to charge a cell phone. <laughs> That's right? exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. But you know, the, the neat thing about that is what do you do while you're charging your phone? You sit mm-hmm. and you wait. And it gives us an opportunity to engage people in conversation that often goes into spiritual conversations. So we have people who serve at the uh, Jesus tent who are giving out food, giving out other items, um, ministering in a physical need kind of way. But then we also have people who just hang out in the tent and look for opportunity to engage people in conversation. We also have some people who go out throughout the campground and uh, strike up conversations with folks on the campground as well. So there's a lot of uh, opportunities to share the gospel with folks there, uh, both in the tent and outside the tent, as well as to to serve the, the food and the other things that we have uh, there to, to bless the people. And one of the things that I think is interesting about the Jesus tent is how it got its name because we did not name the Jesus tent. Mm. The people going to Bonnaroo named it the (laughs) Jesus tent. Originally, this was called the more than music tent for many years. But over the years, the people attending Bonnaroo were telling us that they saw Jesus Mm. when they came in our tent. And, they came up in just in casual conversation, offhand remarks. They started calling it the Jesus tent. And people attending Bonnaroo would tell other people, hey, if you want X, Y, or Z, you go over to that tent over there. That's the Jesus tent. Mm-hmm. And so we decided, hey, if that's what they call us, we like that right. name. We're going to change the name of the tent. Don't fight them, join them. Right? <laughs> So uh, we need about 160 volunteers over the course of those four days. And people can sign up for the time they want, the days they want, the amount of time they want. The the shifts are three-hour shifts. And so you can go and stay all day. You can go and just do the three hours, a, a three-hour shift. You can go for one day or every day. Uh, but we need folks to volunteer to serve at the tent. And to sign up, you go to thejesustent.com, thejesustent.com, and you'll find more information about the ministry there as well as being able to register online. You do have to register online to be able to serve because we vet everybody who serves. Uh, We do a little checking on them. They need their their pastor's recommendation, uh, et cetera. So you have to have gone through that process in order to serve. We don't want somebody who just fell off the turnip truck out there right. uh, trying to share who knows what. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and and in the early years, we had a few of those. Uh, so uh, I would encourage our listeners to pray about, think about 
uh, and go to the jesustent.com and, and sign up if they're interested in volunteering Labor Day weekend. Okay. You're not only working locally, you also have some things going to North America. You mentioned you were in Canada before you came here. Um, tell us a little bit about what Duck River has going on in North America, as and I'm sure you may weave a little of your story in there as well. Okay. Um, we have had several different uh, partnerships in the States, and right now uh, we are trying, if COVID will let us, we are trying to start a new partnership in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, uh, we were scheduled to start taking teams up there in 2020. Had to cancel that, of course, because of COVID. And then we rescheduled for 21. Then we had to cancel 21. The Canadian border is still not open as we speak here today. Um, but they are in the process of starting to ease up on restrictions. We have every confidence, uh, Lord willing, that we'll be able to go in 22. So we already have uh, two teams planned and a, a number of people committed to those teams already. Uh, in July, we have a team, and in August, we have a team of 22. So again, there's an opportunity there if someone has an interest in that. We are partnering with a church planter from North Carolina. His name is Josh Hatfield. And Josh moved his family uh, to Calgary three years ago, uh, just in time to be shut down by COVID. Um, and they're trying to start um, a new church there just outside Calgary. And so we'll be working with him to help get the word out in their community about the new church that's coming to town there. Okay. What are you, what are you doing internationally? I know you've had several several trips in the past, and I know things have changed because um, you were going to Taiwan, uh, and then they they came home to do something else. Are you still in Taiwan? What we're, is the, what does the world look like? Well, we're still in Taiwan. Um, Jeff and Melva Clark are the uh, IMB missionaries that we have worked with since 2013 in Taiwan. Um, they have taken a stateside assignment with IMB working in Richmond, Virginia, but others took over the ministry that they were doing in Taiwan. And so we're still planning on going back once things open up again. Same story there. Uh, we've not been able to go last year or this year, but plan on going in 22. Um, so in March 22, we have three teams planned to go, three consecutive mm -hmm. weeks. A person can go for one week or stay over a second week, or if someone's ambitious, stay all three weeks. Um, but the neat thing about our ministry opportunity there is we can do something in Taiwan that we can't even do here in the States, and that is share the gospel in public schools. Uh in Taiwan, which is Chinese culture, the primary language is Mandarin Chinese, they highly value speaking English. And they require their children to take English as a second language from first grade all the way through high school graduation. So we are able to come into classrooms as American guests who are there to teach them 
about an important American holiday called Easter. And that's why we go in March. And so we have a presentation that uh, missionaries would call creation to Christ. We start with God made the world. He made you. He has a purpose and a plan for you. And the story goes on from there through the life, death, uh, resurrection of Christ. And so we give them a complete gospel presentation uh, in a 50-minute classroom period. And our, our teams are uh, in pairs. So we, a team, however many are on a team, 8, 10, 12, will be in pairs in multiple classrooms every hour throughout the whole school day. And throughout the course of the week, we, uh, each week we will have spoken to several thousand students uh, with all those different classrooms adding up over the course of a week with all the different pairs of, of people on our team. So we get to share with a lot of uh, students. Many of these children have never even heard the name of Jesus. And other than maybe as a curse word in a movie. Right. And most of them have never heard the gospel. Even if they've heard of, of somebody named Jesus, they've never heard the gospel before. So it's a real neat opportunity to, to share with, with all these young people. I think things are going to open back up and you're going to have more people ready to go than you can handle because people are stir crazy. So, yes. <laughs> so, well, let's just take a quick break. I want to mention the book of the month. Now we are in a new month here, the month of August. This month, I want to introduce you to an old book, but it's a good book. It's called Strangers Next Door, Immigration, Migration, and Mission by J.D. Payne. In this book, he answers the question, what should we do when the world comes to our doorstep? When the world comes knocking, more than ever, we are seeing more and more people, refugees, immigrants coming to the United States of America, coming to North America. Some of them are landing in your neighborhood, in your community. And as many of the least reached people groups continue to migrate to the West, we have amazing opportunities to share the gospel. J.D. Payne provides practical guidelines for developing cross-cultural ministries and a global strategy for missions in his book, Strangers Next Door, Immigration, Migration, and Mission. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to, if you haven't read it yet, I'd encourage you to pick it up, read it, see how God could use you to reach people who have come to you without ever leaving your borders. Strangers Next Door by J.D. Payne, our book of the month. So we've got our Associational Missions Director, Mark Puckett, here in the pod with us today. Director of Missions, Mark Puckett. I'm from Mississippi. We call them Associational Missions Directors there, and it's ingrained. It's the Director of Missions. Right, or you, you may have used to have called them Associational Missionary. Right. And actually, we have a new title now. Uh-oh, that's we've been, changed it again. Well... <laughs> We haven't here, but nationally, they're encouraging people to call the position associational missional strategist. Well, Is that a mouthful or now. whatever? I'm just going to call you Mark Puckett. <laughs> that's, that's good. A man who wears multiple hats by multiple names. The reason that I was <laughs> waving at you just then, and our, our listeners obviously couldn't see me waving at you, I wanted to, to tell you something about J.D. Payne. Okay. Uh, I know J.D. Uh, when I was in Canada, J.D. was the uh, 
it's called the Jerem the uh, Jeremiah Professor, uh, Professor of Church Planting uh, at Southern Seminary in Louisville. And JD would bring teams of seminary students to Canada, and I was the one coordinating those teams on the Canadian end of it, and I would go with them also. So I would spend a week at a time in Canada with JD and a group of students up there. He's a very sharp guy, very knowledgeable guy, uh, went from Southern Seminary to being the missions pastor at the Church of Brook Hills mm-hmm. when David Platt was pastor there. Right. And uh, so I would I would recommend him and, and his writings to uh, your listeners. He also well. has a podcast called Strike the Match. Yes, that's and, right. And um, I think he wrote Missional House Churches, which I just recently read. I'm pretty sure J.D. Payne wrote that. I was going to mention Missional House Churches. He did. He wrote He wrote uh, Missional House Churches. That's another good book. It's not our book of the month, but J.D. Payne has a way with crunching numbers and looking at statistics and thinking things through, and he's been a help to me to, to think a little outside the box. So. Yeah. Um, tell me about Israel and, you know, what you've got going on in Israel. Okay. Well, this isn't missions per se, but it is an eye-opening spiritual experience. I regret that I was over 60 before I got to go to Israel because it would have informed my life and my spiritual walk and my ministry for however many years earlier in life if I'd been able to go earlier. I got to go in January of 2019 and it was just an amazing experience to walk where Jesus walked, to see the things that uh, he and others from the Bible experienced, uh, to, to bend down on your knee and lap from the, from the spring where Gideon's men uh, lapped their water before fighting uh, their battle, um, to sit in the synagogue in Capernaum, which still stands, to sit there knowing that Jesus stood there teaching the people in that synagogue. Uh, I mean, just one experience after another um, there is, is, is just life-changing experience. So I came back with the desire to see as many of our pastors in our association go to Israel if they haven't already been. And some have been, but many have not. And so I've been trying to encourage our pastors to go. But we are going in February of 22, another example of a trip being postponed Mm -hmm. due to COVID. But uh, we're going in February 22. This isn't just a trip for pastors. It's open to anyone and everyone. And so if uh, someone had an interest in uh, being a part of this trip, there's information on our associational website as well as information about the mission trips that we were just talking about. And all of that is at duckrivermissions.org, duckrivermissions.org. And when you go to our homepage, there is a large tab that says what we do. And if you just follow that tab, what we do, uh, you'll see links to information on the different mission trips that we talked about, uh, a connection to the thejesustent.com, uh, information about the Israel trip, 
uh, all of these uh, things are there on the website. Okay, so you can get to the, the Jesus Tent and everything right there at DuckRiverMissions.org right. and what we do. Right. right. Is there anything specific we can pray for today as we wrap up our time on the pod? I think we just need to be praying for all the churches in our association, including here at First Tullahoma, that uh, our churches have wisdom in how to proceed in ministry post-COVID. Um, most of our churches are still struggling with uh, getting people back in church. Most of our churches are, are not where they were pre-COVID in attendance and participation uh, for a variety of reasons. And so we need wisdom about uh, what needs to be done uh, as we also rethink ministry. And, um, you know, COVID has kind of pushed us into a rethink mode that most churches had been resisting. Mm -hmm. Um, Culture had already been pushing on us, but we were pushing back. Um, Now, COVID has made us realize that there are probably some things that we need to rethink how we're doing them, why we're doing them, how to do them differently, how to do them better, or maybe some things that we need to stop doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of our churches and our leaders and our pastors need wisdom uh, as we are hopefully putting COVID in the rearview mirror. Uh, what does this mean for our, our local congregations and what will ministry look like in the days ahead? Okay. Well, let's pray, and then we will wrap up our time together. Thank you for being with us today, Mark. Um, We're going to pray for this request. God, we thank you for uh, Mark and his work here in Tullahoma, Coffee County, and and beyond as he serves the Duck River Baptist Association, as he seeks to mobilize these, these churches from three different counties, God, to be unified in and engaging the lost here through the Jesus tent as he seeks to lead them to engage the lost in North America and globally. And we just pray that you would raise up support, raise up resources, raise up manpower to accomplish all that you have to accomplish in this in this area, in this mission. God, we pray for the churches as we are coming out of this difficult time, this challenging time, this different time of COVID and and the virus and all of the things that that's affected. God, we do pray for the pastors, the leaders, to have great wisdom as we seek to navigate the future in a way that is sustainable and as a, in a way that is a good steward of resources and time. God, give us wisdom, give us guidance, give us direction as we seek to make the most of this life that you've given us to live. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us today, Mark. Thank you for the, the opportunity and the privilege of being with you. Yes, sir. And thank you for joining us today on the FBC Missions podcast, Where Will You Go? We want to encourage you, if you haven't gone by the Missions Hallway yet, make sure you do that one Sunday soon. Walk up to those kiosks, start pushing buttons. Something will happen. You tear it up, Tom will fix it. So go by and check those out. Um, Remember, download Unreached Peoples of the Day on your phone. Pray for unreached people groups around the world. Grab that plus one prayer guide off the church app. Pray, pray, pray. We need the Lord to do a work. Thank you for joining us today. Hope to see you next time. God bless.